Hello and welcome to our Any Rate Emerging Market Focus podcast, the place for us to discuss recent developments and key issues of focus in the emerging market fixed income asset class. I'm Johnny Goulden from the Emerging Market Strategy Team here at JP Morgan, and I'm joined by Saad Siddiqui, also from our Emerging Market Strategy Team. Saad, thanks for joining. Hi, good to be here. So last week, Saad, we discussed the calm phase the market had been in, but this week has not been calm, uh, certainly for EM local markets. Uh, and rate markets generally. Uh, when we look at EM local bonds in dollar terms, they've lost about 2.5% over the last week. Uh, that includes about 2.2% loss from EMFX, so most of it. Uh, and we've seen moves in some currencies like uh, South African RAND and Colombian peso selling off more than 5%. The main driver looks like it's been the sell-off in the longer end of the U.S. rates curve, where 10-year yields are up another 18 basis points in the last week, and that's capped about a 50 basis point move in the last couple of weeks. So the eight basis point move we've had in EM local bonds this week actually looks quite mild, and obviously there's some compression there. For EM credit, we've seen uh, about nearly 1.5% sell-off in EM sovereigns. Most of that is a U.S. rates move. Um, Credit spreads themselves are only seven wider for EM sovereigns, and they're actually unchanged for corporates. And that actually often happens in large rate moves where early you get the rate move and then the spread move lags and, and catches up. So let's focus on this US rates move and, and what it means really uh, for emerging markets in this discussion. And, you know, I'll start Sarah, with you. There seems to be a couple of factors are being pointed to behind this latest move in, in uh, longer end US rates, uh, moving higher. Working out what the cause is seems to be quite important for us in interpreting what it means for EM. So how do you see that? So there are um, a few uh, different uh, explanations and rationales uh, being given for this correction that we're seeing uh, in, in US Treasury yields. Uh, one of them is uh, a more technical-driven uh, explanation. Uh, it's related around uh, evolving market uh, uh, expectations about the supply of duration. Um, that uh, expectation of the supply has been going up, so uh, and that's being attributed uh, as the reason for the rise that we're seeing in yields. Um, the second is a more fundamental interpretation uh, of what's going on. And that's related to the fact that, as we've been discussing in recent weeks, that the flow of data coming out from the U.S. has been one of more robust economic activity um, that has increased the odds of a soft landing. And to the extent that the inversion of the yield curve, um, at least to some extent, was reflecting market expectations uh, that of uh, of, of a harder landing or of a recession, then if you're gonna price out some of those recession or hard landing expectations, then that should come with um, a steepening of the curve. Um, and uh, I think the if you look at the, the, the composition of the moves that we're seeing in US Treasury, also an increase in, in break even, uh, an increase in uh, real yields, as opposed to break even over the last few days, um, to me that uh, is uh, you know consistent with both the interpretations, a technical one and a fundamental one. Uh, but certainly the fact that we've seen the short end pretty well anchored, uh, even as the the belly and longer end have sold off, 
to my mind, do give um, a decent amount of credibility to the fundamental explanation as well that we're basically pricing in uh, more of a soft landing. And that means higher for longer uh, US yields. Right. So I guess that begs the question why this is a problem for EM local bonds, because don't they get some support from the positive driver of the market's optimism uh, about the US soft landing? So what, why is it problematic for us? So for local bonds, it's really about the starting point right now. So the starting point is that there has been a very impressive uh, outperformance of EM local yields versus US yields uh, over the course of the past uh, year or so. And if you look at the spread now between GBI EM and US yields, uh, we're sitting at you know kind of 15 year lows. So I think a lot is about valuations here that we've been in a world where the market has been able to really look through uh, what's been going on in the US uh, for the most part of this year and focus on inflation, look at the, and anticipate the normalization of EM monetary policy. Um, and that's led to this uh, pretty significant outperformance. Um, so the concern is that if we're going to see another leg higher in US yields, uh, when your starting point already is of very compressed spreads, um, then that could lead to a repricing of EM local bonds and a steepening of EM local bond uh, curves as well. Um, I think it's um, uh, fair to say that um, uh, you know the EM yield curves, the starting point is already very inverted and very flat, especially in in CEMIA and in Latin America. And those curves all have already begun to naturally steepen anyway as rate cut cycles are brought forward and a steepening of the US curve would really accelerate some of that steepening. So, I mean, you mentioned it a bit in the steepening, but let's focus a bit on the front end of those rates curves. So isn't there a natural offset in EM here because we've got countries which are starting to cut given lower inflation. So we had Chile and Brazil joining that crowd in the last week. And actually they cut more than expected. So doesn't that give some offset to some of the moves that we could get in US rates? I think it does provide some offset and buffer. Arguably that offset and buffer has been in effect in full force over the last year already, which explains why we've been able to outperform so much to begin with. At the short end uh, of yield curves, I think it's really all about how much is priced in and are we going to be beating the forwards uh, on what's priced? Um, you know, we've beaten that um, not by a, by a large margin, but you know, maybe by, by a small margin in, in, in Hungary and Chile and Brazil uh, as well more more recently. So um, you know, and that's reflected in a natural steepening pressure anyway. So where we're seeing rate cuts being delivered potentially a bit more than expected, you it would be natural and intuitive to think that that would drive a steepening of yield curves as it is. So you know, for investors, then the question is that if central banks are indeed going to be uh, maybe over-delivering 
versus what's priced in, then your positioning is arguably uh, better placed at the short end of yield curves than the belly of yield curves, which you know potentially already look like they're um, kind of fully priced for a normalization of inflation, looking uh, you know very compressed versus U.S. So I think to the extent that there is an offset, the offset is probably more uh, potent and in force at the short end of curves uh, than the belly and long ends uh, here. Um, but what about the other parts of EM here? Uh, how do you think uh, that's going to impact um, you know, the credit and FX markets? Yeah, so for credit and EM credit spreads, I think they're in a similar boat to, to local markets where if we're getting higher US rates, even for good reasons, uh, they, this could be a short-term problem. Uh, and the reason is because um, really for risk markets, more generally, it feels like they've been pricing in that positive soft landing US scenario for several months now. And so um, there's just not a lot of risk premium left. And just to give some numbers, if you look at EM sovereign bond spreads, if we take out the distress part, it's over time, it's probably easier to take out the distress part because it's uh, a big factor in, in big moves. Um, and it wasn't constant over a long period of time. If you take EMX distressed, spreads on the MB are already 67 basis points lower than the long-term average. Uh, and that has actually come in 56 basis points in the last three months. So already had quite a big squeeze, but that's not even the best performing part. Actually, the distress part of, of EM sovereigns rallied a thousand basis points in spread in the last three months. So there's been quite a move down already. And, uh, you know, as I said, I think that, that the risk markets have probably priced quite a lot of that scenario, which rates markets are now. And that just means that uh, any move up in rates gets passed straight through into returns. Um, and that's what we've been seeing in the last week or so. And what about EMFX? How, how should that fare uh, against these countervailing forces of better news on the one hand, but higher rates on the other? I think for FX, there's a couple of other dynamics at work as well. Um, you know, there is some discussion about US versus rest of the world growth trajectory, but probably most important is that EM central banks are starting to cut. And that is on the margin eroding some of that carry advantage, which has been so important for EMFX this year. Now, you know, it's not gone yet. You're still getting a lot more carry in LATAM currencies, but on the margin, that's going to start falling. And I think it's really just because these are quite well held trades, it's likely we're going to see a bit of profit taking here. So uh, a pullback probably in EMFX should be expected as well, even though there are those positives uh, driving that move in US rates. Uh, and to some extent, that's already been seen this week, of course. Well, we, we've basically been advising to kind of step aside um, from some of these uh, kind of market uh, gyrations. We've reduced our positions. Um, but how do you think about uh, the, the kind of longevity of this move? Is this a um, very short-term type of dynamic that we're talking about, or is this something that could play out over the next three to six months over, over a longer term period? So I think if if our diagnosis, and as you laid out at the beginning, Saad, is, is right, and that this is being driven by a more positive view of 
US fundamentals through into next year, uh, then this should be a more tactical pullback EM assets. So we can get a repricing in, in rates. It probably hits returns. Uh, given low risk premium at the moment, we may see an increase even in risk premium. Um, and then, you know, we can reassess afterwards. So that's the way we're seeing it at the moment. I don't think it changes some of the long, longer term thoughts uh, that we have here. We are still in an environment where EM central banks are cutting and inflation has come down. Uh, some of these things are going to be supports for us over the medium term. Um, but at the moment, as you say, we're stepping out of the way, really. Um, and we'll look to reassess uh, once we've seen that over the next month or so. And that brings us to the end of this JP Morgan at any rate emerging market focused podcast. Thanks to you, Saad, for joining today and thank you all for listening. And we hope to have you back again with us for the next one. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2023 JP Morgan Chase and Company All Rights Reserved. This episode was recorded on the 4th of August, 2023.